0: Hello, I'm Harry. Hello, I'm Rory, and welcome to Games on Film.
1: Yes, welcome to this episode of Games on Film, covering the um, cinematic masterpiece that is Dead or Alive. D-O-A, dead, dead or Alive. D-O-A, Dead or Alive, not Dead on Arrival, as you were call No, me. <laughs> that's
0: what I would usually assume that D-O-A stands for, but here hmm. it's very clear, it stands for dead or alive, and not a single time in the movie do they play You Spin Me Right Round Like a Record, (laughs) which is opportunity missed, Mm. but maybe the rights were too much for that particular soundtrack. I don't know if this is the biggest budgeted movie that we'll cover, Mm. but it's certainly one of the most lively. It's very
1: interesting and entertaining. I mean, it's uh, also quite an infamous movie. Um, I think when people talk about bad video game movies or video game movies in general I suppose they will always perhaps cite this film um, but I have to admit I don't I was just talking about this earlier I don't think I've had seen a trailer for her or anything I'd just seen the box in it was like a, a stalwart of ceX and other um, secondhand DVD emporiums
0: I think I'd seen a publicity still Mm. which uh turns out to be pretty much the final shot of the movie mm. where it's all the characters holding swords holding swords, and that was my you know my, I, I didn't know what to expect from the film, but I just mm. had an idea of what the well, it was supposed to be based on that coverage and also based on my knowledge of the video game franchise, which spawned. Yes, yeah, so I think uh, the,
1: the main pe- the main takeaway from the F- Dead or Alive games, which are fighting games, is of course the ladies, and um, the ladies are front and centre on the advertising for this film. You mentioned the image of them with the swords. Do you use weapons at all in Dead or Alive?
0: Not really, no. I think it's it's primarily fisticuffs hmm. and kicks and punches and throws and stuff. I don't think there's really any your uh, kicks, weapons. Your kicks, yeah. your punches, your throws. The hand, the fist, the <laughs> knee, <laughs> the, the elbow, the shoulder. The face. I
1: don't believe I've played a single Dead or Alive game. I watched a video of the evolution of the series um, in all its forms, both fighting... And also Beach Volleyball. Spinoffs. Spinoffs. Also, I think there was a, a poker Dead or Alive game where you could just prod the lady on the screen and watch her jiggle a bit, which I found a little bit odd.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the, the franchise started in 1996 developed mm. by Tecmo and uh, Team Ninja. who uh, Team Ninja also made the Ninja Gaiden uh, okay. games. And cool. in fact, one of the characters... Ryo Hayabusa, who um, appears in the film, Mm -hmm. but also is uh, in the Dead or Alive games, is also the main character, I think, in the Ninja Gaiden games. All right. But the Ninja Gaiden games are very well regarded, I think. And hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Very tough. And in a way, also, the Dead or Alive series is quite well regarded amongst fighting game Mm. aficionados. Mm. I've played maybe a tiny bit of one of the games I'm not sure which one but then in anticipation of watching this movie mm-hmm. I decided to um, there was a demo still available of Dead or Alive 4 okay. on Xbox 360 so I downloaded the demo of that and had a little bit of a of a play around which characters did you play with? well I played I think with the demo there was only about six characters of which mm-hmm. a few appear in this movie mm-hmm. pretty much all the characters I think in the film mm-hmm. are directly okay. lifted from the games so it had, I think, Kasumi, it had Tina, mm-hmm. it had a couple of others who I'll talk about when we get to them in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my impressions of the game were, I mean, my idea of it was, isn't this just an excuse for jiggly breast visits, mm-hmm. of which there's, is you know... It's a growing field. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very much... Um, yeah, if someone says Dead or Alive, people just think, oh, there's that the sexy bikini game? Mm. And it hasn't helped having these extreme beach volleyball no, they... spin-offs. Where I think the first one is just volleyball, and then the second one, it, it goes into all sorts of beach-related sort of pursuits, like jumping around, mm-hmm. uh, floats in a swimming pool, like some sort of oh, yes. video game version of Total Wipeout. But my impression, actually, of Dead or Alive 4, from what I played of it, was... Uh, this is a serious fighting game, you know.
1: Is there anything to differentiate it from its competitors? I mean,
0: yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I guess it, it's most similar, from my uh, basic knowledge of fighting games, to something more like Tekken. Okay. Uh, in terms of how it plays, but it's actually fairly free moving. I,
1: I, I was never really a fan of Tekken myself, I'm, I'm afraid to say, yeah. because um, I would always think it's it's basically a two D fighter with, with just sidestepping.
0: Yeah, but this this has this feels more 3D mm. in cool. terms of what you can do. There's a lot of um, interactivity with the stages, so you can kick someone through a window and then continue the fight yeah, yeah, into yeah. the next room. The way it, it's it's very much emphasizing blocking and mm-hmm. controls and counterattacks. And the I actually sort of felt I played with a different selection of fighters. Mm-hmm get an idea of how they all behaved and yeah it felt actually really quite interesting to play I felt like it could be very deep but I had quite a good time just you know button mashing a little bit mm. I came to appreciate it more my expectations mm. of what I thought the game was were uh, slightly subverted mm. by actually picking up and playing it so you didn't just
1: aroused down below, aroused
0: your mind. Yes,
1: and my hands. And your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but there's no escaping the fact
0: that um, it is best
1: known for the jiggly physics. And yeah. I think, isn't there rumours of a new one coming out? Well, no, there's,
0: there's a new one uh, confirmed, Dead or Alive 6. Okay. So Dead or Alive 4, which I played, that came out circa the same time as this film that we're going to be oh, talking about okay. today, so around 2006. Dead or Alive 3 and 4 are kind of where the film is... is... Oh. Placed. It's just really bonkers to me that yeah,
1: 2006 is over ten years ago, and this film yeah. seems really kind of recent to me. Yeah, I don't know.
0: yeah. But so, Dead or Alive Six comes out January 2019, mm. and there's been a lot of controversy mm-hmm. again because um, there's always controversy with this particular series. With the director of the new game has been talking about. Well, fans are a little bit in uproar because they're trying to make the game more accessible. Mm. And in doing so, they're trying to make things less sexualized. So mm. the hardcore are sort of saying, "Oh, SJWs are oh, they're they don't coming for our games? Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, why can't games be sexy? Why can't video game characters be sexy? Why don't we
1: just give all the characters bouncy boobs, male and female, just to level the playing field?"
0: Well, there was there was a slight misquote. So uh, a lot of headlines were saying. um that director of Dead or Alive 6 game says that large-breasted women do not exist. Okay. But really his actual quote was with one of the characters, I think Kasumi, mm-hmm. he decided they wanted to reduce the breast size of certain characters to make them a bit more realistically proportioned so they appear more human. I see.
1: So, what, so is this in canon? So does some like one of the <laughs> characters in Dead or Alive 6 say, I had breast reduction
0: surgery yeah. so to make
1: me seem more human?
0: Dead or Alive Sits is, I guess, taking some steps to try and reduce the sexualization and objectification of its female characters. Whereas Soul Calibur Sits mm-hmm. is leaning into the oh, is it now? destructive clothes. I mean, have you seen the latest trailer? Have you seen what Ivy looks like now? I dread to think. It's like Lola Ferrari. I
1: Actually, when I got Soul Calibur 2... For the GameCube, I got a freebie poster of Ivy. It was like a door-sized poster, and I just was was too embarrassed to ever put up a door-sized p- picture of a sort of lady in effectively, bondage gear and two bowling balls and for a, for ch- a chest. But um, so I ended up selling the poster about a decade later in a car booth sale, and this just creepy man came up to me. Couldn't see the poster, it was in a big cardboard box. It just said Ivy, Soul caliber two and the creepy man was like oh, is, is is that is that real? <laughs> and I went, Yes. And he bought it for five pounds. Oh really? I made a... F- 500 pa- five no 5 pound profit on that poster
0: here you say 500% profit <laughs> yeah,
1: that's <laughs> not how what? money works what's the
0: percentage of zero but anyway
1: yeah so it wasn't I a don't double know. side
0: it wasn't double sided with Voldo on the back <laughs> like a glass
1: door it's an interesting thing i mean the for the longest time video games were purportedly aimed exclusively at teenage boys so i suppose there's no surprise that a lot of fighting games lead into the sexy ladies um but i think people are starting to accept that it's not just boys teenage boys who plays video games it's dirty old men as well but also (laughs) ladies of every kind of dirt (laughs) yeah
0: like i think the idea that oh well also girls like playing fighting games and so hmm. female characters and all that kind of stuff yep that's all valid and I suppose um, there's a lot of girls lusting after mm-hmm. topless men fighting. Oh, and games. Not, not, not just girls, of course. Not just girls. So,
1: how long have we been talking about girls now? <laughs> about 10, 15 minutes. Dead or Alive, the movie then. 2006. Yes. Directed by Corey who is who is. A big cheese in Hong Kong action cinema, is that right? Yes.
0: It seems like he was doing a lot of uh, fight choreography, stunt work, and Mm -hmm. appearing in things for many decades. And then pretty much uh, with uh, Jet Li's transference to Hollywood, Mm -hmm. he sort of followed suit. I think he worked with Jet Li on quite a few films. And so Corey Yun... Uh, was brought over for uh, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, I Doing see. the action choreography there. Mm-hmm. And then he did pretty much all the Jet Li mm. movies like Romeo Must Die and everything at the sort of early 2000s. But before Dead or Alive, I guess his biggest, well, <laughs> before Dead or Alive, I guess his biggest movie, I think since Dead or Alive, still his biggest mm-hmm. movie was probably directing our friend Jason Statham mm-hmm. in The Transporter.
1: Okay. There's a bit of fighting in that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of fighting. Bit of fighting, bit of driving, bit of transportation. Yeah. I certainly get the sense from this director that it's, it feels very much like a Hong Kong mo- action movie. It's yeah. a lot of just flailing everywhere. It's that wonderful bit of Hong Kong choreography where there's just so much energy and so much craziness. And I feel maybe Western fight scenes, they always have to... St- not cross that line. They have to stay on the line of this could only happen in real life. They might bend that line, but never break it. But I feel if, if they want to make a fight as exciting as possible, they will step over that line all the time. And that was happening a lot, I
0: think, in this film. It's the pursuit of entertainment mm. over reality. Yes, I was spectacularly entertained by this film.
1: <laughs> I was not joking when I said it was a masterpiece. I think this might be the most fun I've had watching a movie for this podcast.
0: Well, so we're recording this episode straight after watching. Yeah, a bit the of film. a buzz. So yeah, I think we're on a little bit of a high. I might
1: wake up the next morning and be like, "Oh, that what, was terrible. What did I? Why did I say that?"
0: But it's, it's what you're saying about the um, pursuit of pure entertainment. This film is mm. 83 minutes. Yeah. So one of the shortest ones mm-hmm. that we've seen. And after doing Need for Speed, which was two hours and ten minutes or something, mm. this was a little bit of a relief to do something short and punchy. But it is nonstop. It is relentless. And we were trying to write down notes mm. and just... Make the film stop because we had just it's gone, every we had scene. We've gone to
1: like several new locations before I'd finished my sentence. Yeah,
0: so it packs a lot in mm. in that very short time. I mean, I and think man does it pack it in. I
1: think it's about the time when everyone got sort of nanobots plugged <laughs> injected into themselves. Po- after being led around the island by a roller skating host, a rollerblading yeah. host, you kind of asked me to pause it and ask how long the film had been going on for, and it'd been about eleven minutes.
0: I think it, I think it was like yeah, less than twenty minutes. Mm. And if you think about how long any film usually takes, it's time to introduce all the characters, set up the plot, mm. get them there, and they were already like, nope, this is happening now. No, I by think, that point. Yeah, I mean, just using our previous episode as an example,
1: the inciting incident of Need for Speed uh, was about half an hour in, and this one by that point they're already in the semi-finals <laughs> yes, they're already in the semi-finals of the dead or alive tournament which is the whole world seems to revolve around the dead or alive <laughs> tournament well but i say the whole world but we never see a ra- beyond our character's perception of the world so i think maybe it's this niche little thing that is like the most important thing for a small group of people
0: they all, everyone seems to be aware of the tournament. Mm. When everyone's invited, I got, I got my
1: invitation. Yeah, when everyone's, everyone's
0: like, invited, they're not like holy shit. This shuriken. What is this? Has just like f- remote control shuriken has just like about time flown straight into me. It's like oh good nice, and they have smile as opposed to whoa. What the fuck was that? Mm. So this whole thing buzzes
1: with with an energy. It's like a um, flipping hose pipe, a fire hose spraying. <laughs> just gone loose, spraying excitement all over the place. But yeah. anyway, it's like it starts. I had no idea when this film was set because it starts. Oh, before we before we go any further, I suppose we want to say spoilers.
0: OK, so we're going to talk about the film proper now. But just to say in terms of the game series. Mm. Now, I was aware of this because I read this up and I'd be interested because you mentioned the nanotechnology and all this kind of stuff. Before you watched this film, did you think it was just going to be a fighting tournament thing? Hmm.
1: Well, I think I deliberately decided not to know anything about the film once I knew it was going to do it. I, But yes, I didn't think there was going to be any sort of world domination
0: plot. There wasn't going to be a sort of science fiction element.
1: No, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be just. Uh, a tournament, yeah, I suppose. Okay. But there is there is a bit of plot, and yes. the, and the games themselves they have a bit of a plot as well. Yeah, they? well,
0: that was that was the thing. So I, again, I thought Dead or Alive games was just like it's a fighting game tournament sort of thing. And yes, there might be some sort of fantastical element, like with Tekken, you have robots and demons and mm. and various other things, little T rexes and kangaroos and stuff. But with this one, yeah, there's the Dead or Alive Tournament Executive Committee, or D-O-A-T-E-C, maybe mm-hmm. called Doa Tech, I don't know, in the game series. And so in the game series, the villain of, of that is Dr. Donovan, Victor Donovan. Oh, who's he's also... in the games? Yep, so he's the villain in the movie as well. Played but... by Eric Roberts. Yep. Two years before The Dark Knight. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I, I, it's interesting how... Christopher Nolan casts his films because he does like to... I don't know. It seems like he likes to... Like Tarantino style. Mm. It's like, I'm going to add these sort of more B-movie types and A-list movies and Mm. have them... Or maybe he's just a massive fan of Dead or Alive, Maybe movie, Maybe because, so. you know, once well, you've you, seen it, you're a fan. I mean, watch Dunkirk straight after Dead or Alive and you can see the parallels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the beach in this film, and um, just that out of <laughs> shots of people playing volleyball. <laughs> Is it uh, disrespectful? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're talking about the film, not the historical event. No, of course. But yes, yeah, so in the games, there's also bioweapons and clones hmm. and... All this other kind of stuff. So that element is very much present in the film as well. From international spies (laughs) to elite assassins. greatest warriors welcome to doa have been brought together fights can happen any place against anyone for the ultimate competition but behind the competition a secret technology is stealing their powers to create an unstoppable army If we're going to make it we need to work together why don't we just split them up evenly DOA Dead or Alive The plot, according to the back of DOA Dead or Alive, is The adrenaline-pumping-kick-ass Dead or Alive video game is taken to the next level That's a video game reference. Levels, yeah. As a movie from Hong Kong action legend Corey Yun, The Transporter. Three beautiful women, each a sizzling martial arts mistress, are invited to the world's ultimate secret fighting tournament to slug it out for a $10 million prize. Tina Armstrong, Jamie Presley, is a sexy superstar pro wrestler. Christy, Holly Valance, is a sultry master thief. Kasumi, Devon Sin City, Too Fast Too Furious, is a proud ninja princess, schooled in the ancient fighting arts. All three begin the awesome fighting contest as rivals, but soon must team up to defeat the tournament's sinister secret. Samurai swords slash and punches fly as the martial arts mayhem cranks up in DOA, dead or alive. It's funny how we've covered films which are not about someone taking over
1: the world, but we decide to put that in the description anyway, and this video box ignores the fact that someone's
0: well But is he though?
1: Alright, we'll get to the we'll get to the, this know. grand plot.
0: We'll find um, out what the sinister secret is in a sec. But what's,
1: I, what's the quote at the front of well, the box? Well I just
0: I just wanted to talk so the quote <laughs> on the front of the box, the only um uh quote available is half naked babes, kung fu fighting, sit back, relax and enjoy. And crack one off. <laughs> <laughs> the whole sit back <laughs> That ra- last thing I said is not on the front of the box. I am wanking as I write this. <laughs> Dear me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy is one of those rule of three cliches Mm. which you hear everywhere and is meaningless. Well, I would say with with an art and arts film, you don't want to sit back and relax. You want to be on the edge of your seat. Sit on the edge of your seat,
1: get hyped, Mm. and enjoy. At least it's it's attributed to something called film review, and I often see boxes without any sort of attribution. Attribution.
0: But Talking one, about attributes. <laughs> but this is yeah, this is attributed to film review, but mm. is that an actual publication or is that just uh, this is a film review? I mean that
1: quote is is hidden behind the sticker from CEX and it was 50p. Second hand. Secondhand 50p.
0: As I was... guess the I, I guess the only other thing to mention in terms of the the production is is that it's an Impact Pictures film, mm-hmm. which is the production company of Jeremy Bolt and our friend. We're not friends of that many people. Well, i just like to say, I'm okay. A friend to video game movies, mm. Paul W.S. Anderson. So he didn't direct this one. No. But he was, I guess... Heavily involved in casting. <laughs> <laughs> let's not cause... I mean... Don't tell Mila Yovovich. No, let's not cast asp- aspersions no. and allegations on Paul W.S. Anderson. I bet he did, though.
1: Now, because both Rory and I... Um, not super au fait with the games um this film starts i thought in ancient japan <laughs> and um it starts at a, 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 a zoom to the island not too dissimilar to the start of angry birds which zoomed into bird island but this film starts i guess a ninja palace where princess kasumi is being told to lead the clan but she doesn't believes it's her time yet predominantly because her brother who is called Hayate Hayate uh Hayate is uh I was gonna say dead presumed missing or (laughs) he's assumed dead full stop yes um and she says oh well no I don't believe he's dead I'm alive and she has to fight her way out of the ninja palace which is decorated in everyone's got sort of Purple. Purple, like prince. I feel like it's, they're prince ninjas or something.
0: Yes, they are de- dedicated to the great purple one. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> wonderful if they had his his symbol mm. on all their flags. <laughs> prince ninjas. You're in this huge palace. It's set in these Ishikari Mountains yep. of Japan. Yeah, you don't know whether you're in sort of which century I you're mean, supposed to be in. The, the main...
1: Some of strong American accents kind of
0: gave it away slightly. Oh yeah. As your brother's best friend, I do not buy this thing exists. This place, these Ishikari Mountains. Mm. They they're in this clan, which I guess has existed, and you can't leave the clan. Mm. But what do they do all day? They just sit in this palace. Well, they defending they probably, it
1: from no one. They probably think they're all amazing ninjas, <laughs> but, they, probably, but they never fight each other. No, but they're carrying around giant purple flags. <laughs>
0: Which is a bit of a giveaway. The main style of this whole sequence is basically just lifted from hero. Mm. You know, just those huge scenes at the start with sort of Jet Li in the mm. in the palace and with all the hundreds of guards. Well now you've revealed there. the Jet
1: Li connection, I guess it feels less wrong. Only a little bit less. It still looks fantastic. There's actually a lot of really nice locations, and there's a quite a lot of kind of ropey CG, but everything's kind of bright and colourful. I, I kind of give it
0: a pass. This film is not bound by any sense of reality, as mm. we've as we've established, but it's also shot in a way which is supremely colourful. Mm. It's very vivid. Um, no attempt has really been made to try and make the characters look any less like the characters in the video games so everyone has bright hair bright costumes when but they look like the video games
1: when Kasumi is trying to escape um, her path is blocked by is like a completely western lady with purple
0: hair um, yeah, this is Ayane. Well, I think Ayane. she is maybe got some Asian background, okay. I think. But, but if yes. all these people have been living on an island, the, the gene pool might be quite small. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yes, yeah, so... The, I mean, at the start of the film, we're introduced to the three principal female characters. So this is the Kasumi section. Mm. But in Kasumi's section, yes, as she's trying to leave this palace to look for her brother, which would have been... A year ago, that yeah, he that he year. went missing because he went to the oh. dead or alive tournament. Yes, but she's been waiting around for a year, and then it's just like maybe she thinks, oh, the tournament's coming up, and now's my time to go, hmm. rather than go immediately when she found out that he was dead. Um, I think maybe it's just the straw which breaks the
1: camel's back because, like, um, her bodyguard what was his name, Hayabusa. Hayabusa has just been. Ragging on her for like a full year. It's like, oh, well, I've had it.
0: I've, I've been here. But it's not like if she got the invitation before she decided to leave, mm. then we would know why she was leaving. But she decides to leave and then gets the invitation. We don't know how or why these invitations. No, I think later. Are
1: sent. No, later in the film, we discover that Holly Valance's fight was basically her her. Audition, yeah, um, for to get into the tournament. It's not a million miles away from Need for Speed, where people are invited to um, a, l- a luxury tournament
0: um, based on their performances. So, but does she know? Does she know that she could get an invitation if she decides to break out of her palace? Mm. Okay, so Ayane, who was in love with her brother Hayate. Mm-hmm tries to stop her. So she's like, oh, I'm your servant, but if you leave the clan, you will be an outcast and I will have to kill you.
1: Mm. Well, I think, again, they, she, she's meant to be leading this clan. They need a leader. Um, but because what they, do they do all day? They've just been standing in that square looking up at the palace for a year. Um, so very kind of a bit testy as well. <laughs> um, I just thought this film was going to be set in the, in the ancient world yeah. until she throws herself off a cliff and out of her backpack uh, a hang glider appears <laughs> and then like a a CGI ninja star smacks into the side of her hang glider saying, you're invited to DOA, which yeah. is the first of many times we see the phrase DOA on literally everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess Donovan... He likes his branding. Yeah, he's got a lot of branded merchandise. Later on, well, we'll get to that point, but yeah, he's <laughs> he likes to brand everything with DOA everywhere. Mm. But so she's wearing this sort of kimono, mm-hmm. and then it comes off, and she's wearing, I guess, like a shorter suit thing, and that's when she has her backpack hang glider. Mm. So clearly she knew she was going to break out yeah, of this Yeah, she was hanging palace. around a
1: palace. Unless she, she, was...
0: she wore it for a full year. <laughs> Have. where did she get the technology i mean everyone's into uh swords and needles maybe and, and hang gliding clearly <laughs> and and backpack yeah. hand gliders but she broke out she knew she was going to be was she did she know she was going to be invited at that point i like to think hang gliding or was mm. the hang gliding revealing that she was ready because she kind of got the invitation and she sort of smiled
1: I like to think it was a massive coincidence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she was... Well,
1: actually, no, she knows her brother went to the Darylai tournament because we see a flashback yeah. of her rest, of this. So, I, I, yeah, I think it was just really convenient. <laughs> it was really convenient and it happened at yes. that time. Because, again, this film is like, has only been five minutes and all this stuff has if happened. That. If
0: that. And so, like,
1: let's go, go, let's go, let's go to the next bit. I mean, <laughs> if we
0: think about the equivalent in Mewtwo Strikes Back, it takes ages for Ash to get an invitation to mm. the pokemon tournament and uh devon aoki kasumi gets it in seconds yeah well a year later plus seconds
1: cool so we've met kasumi who doesn't come from the past she comes from the present
0: yeah apparently so the hang glider reveals it who is player two um
1: well i think the camera pulls
0: out of her cleavage
1: um and is a miss tina armstrong Played by... Is it someone? Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. And I know her from uh, My Name is Earl. I thought she was a comedy actress, but she's also a solid gold uh, badass because she can do lots of amazing martial arts. And we watched the making of um, this film just after watching the film. They take, in the documentary, they trained for like three to four months. And you know, it shows, I think. That I think the fighting of this is pretty damn good. There seems to be a little bit of CGI in play just to support people, but mm. not there's not any wire foo to my... T-
0: t- I think probably say. when there's a bam- the bamboo forest fight, there's probably yes. a bit more of that stuff.
1: Jamie Presley, she's introduced in, a, in her red, white and blue American flag bikini. We mm. learn she is... Uh, I think she is an ex professional wrestler she wants to jack in the professional wrestling she's moaning about the whole professional wrestling scene to her dad because she wants to prove that she's wants to prove she's a real fighter and then pirates show up yes she's in on a yacht on the south china oh sea. yeah i need to establish that i mean yeah. she's not like at fucking kfc <laughs> but like but no guess who's the captain of the ship calling it is Robin Shu, aka Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 dun. And, you know, I did it at a double take because he's got kind of a wispy moustache. Didn't really recognize him. He didn't have his powerful mullets that he well, did. Well,
0: yes, this was sort of 10 years on. So mm. I, I I didn't really realize it was him right that second. But once mm. you know it's him, it's just like, damn. Damn. It's Robin, all right. <laughs> and he's doing a little bit of Robin. I was like Robin Hood, Robin shoot. Uh, <laughs> anyway,
1: sidestract. Um, They get their asses
0: handed to them by Jamie Prisley And uh, it's a fun little fight And uh... I think it's definitely at this point Because the start is so bewildering mm. As mm. to what time, what year is this? What mm. place of man? Mm. <laughs> the introduction of Tina sets the tone proper Hmm. because at the start you're like is this trying to be serious because this is goofy and then the second scene there is comedy there is like the Hmm. pirates are a little bit slapsticky and you're just like oh this is what the film is well
1: funnily enough i was thinking about this round about the time eric roberts had the fighting styles of thousands of fighters downloaded into his sunglasses i realized this might be the first video game movie we've done which is all about fun and silliness i mean and not to say i mean or comedy period i mean there's there's obviously lightness i mean i I guess you could say pokemon but pokemon that pokemon film we watched was super dark as well yeah this one is about having fun and it wears that sort of goofiness as you say on its sleeve
0: even even rampage is going for the dramatic Mm. there's no sequence in this where you could say they were trying to make the audience cry or trying to make the audience no like invest in the characters. And it's for pure it. just candy floss yeah. movie making. Yeah. And you know, just in case you're a bit confused, it does say the character's
1: name and their occupation suddenly on the screen. Yeah, character
0: bios. Character and there bios. is there is a lot of character bios, character select screen looking graphics. Mm.
1: I read that the uh and whenever the characters' names are shouted out during these bio sequences, it's it's the same voice from the video games. Okay, okay. So, that makes yeah, sense. So, yeah, again, loving it, really. Uh, who's the third and
0: final femme fatale? Uh, so, well, we don't get her name straight away. First mm. thing we do is see her naked in the shower. Mm-hmm. We're in Hong Kong, and it is a character portrayed by Holly Valance of Neighbours and brief pop stardom fame. She did that um, Kiss Kiss song. Right. Okay. I remember the kissing. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) uh, so uh, she makes an appearance in a Hong Kong hotel room. The FBI show up and accuse her of stealing Mm. diamonds and cash from another hotel, I think. So he basically accuses her of this and she... You know how she gets out of this situation? ...fobs him off. He says, you're coming with us. And she says, well, can I dress first? Mm Mm-hmm. And she very slowly slips on her mm. her underwear underneath. I mean, d- you her... mentioned she's in a towel, right? Yes. Okay. So she's <laughs> she's wrapped in a towel, and she slips on her underwear. Mm. So she's wearing a, a, this towel, yeah. but teasingly so. And then she asks if that if that turns like a an eighteen rated
1: fight into a uh, <laughs> uh, PG thirteen fight.
0: Yeah, and then she asks for her, her bra. And he hands it over to her via handgun. Mm. He sort of drapes the bra over his handgun. He doesn't want to touch the bra.
1: Yeah, it's but like, he leaves
0: himself ready for it to be kicked out of his hand. There's a topless towel fight. Mm, no, there's a bit of towel whipping, which I did yeah, like. Yeah.
1: They get whooping with a towel whip. Yeah. And um, we're informed her name is... Christy. Christy, who's not only a thief, but also an assassin. Yeah. She so doesn't murder anyone in this film, to my knowledge. Maybe there's just like a lot of dead security cards with what with crying wives and, and all and <laughs> I was gonna say orphaned children. <laughs> um half orphans. <laughs> half orphan.
0: orphans. It's about a single parent dies. Yeah,
1: so half orphans and crying wives because Holly Valance has murderized um the security guards of her last uh
0: Heist. So, you and know. then she scarpers on a motorbike. Not before she sort of escapes via hotel elevator, mm. trapping someone in a suitcase. Oh yeah, yeah. Presence. So she
1: escapes and um, she nicks a man's wide-brimmed hat and trench trenchcoat. coat.
0: She vaguely looks like Carmen San Diego. She uh, leaps onto a motorbike, but we right. get a nice slow motion of her butt yeah. landing on the saddle, L-
1: like the um, Star Destroyer at the start of Death uh, Star Wars. Her bum kind of. Goes into frame from from <laughs> above <laughs> and hits the motorcycle saddle as she speeds off into her night. And as she drives away, a CGI ninja star, a.k.a. her invitation to DOA, appears right in the front. You know, just basically almost kills it, doesn't it? Yeah. But she does
0: a sassy smile. And then... And then Ayane, back at the Ishikari mm-hmm. uh, mountains, basically says who I guess the master of the clan or someone yeah. but it speaks to some old guy and the old guy says well we you, we dyed your hair we might as well use you for the rest of the film <laughs>
1: you already look like a video yeah. game character with bright purple hair um, do you know what I could make a good ninja someone who stands
0: out with <laughs> bright purple hair and yeah basically he says I'm gonna go follow me, find her and kill her mm. with our main fighters established mm-hmm. we find them all gathered on a Plane, an aeroplane, <laughs> the with the most eclectic uh,
1: cabin uh, occupants I've ever seen.
0: Yes, it's it's almost like airplane the movie. When oh you've got yeah, nuns and all sorts. <laughs> like a proper like white bearded sort. of...
1: No, but he's actually a video game character. He,
0: he looks like a cos- cosplayer. But he looks like a video game. That's the thing. They mm. all look like video game characters. But there's just you don't see him at the very start. But there's just one shot where suddenly. Uh, I think the character's called Gen Fu, mm. but he just appears in the background, <laughs> and he's just like sort of wispy white beard, and mm. he's he's very much fiendish Doctor Wu from Black yes. Dynamite. We're
1: getting some heavy Black Dynamite vibes of this uh, of this film. Also present is Tina's uh, dad, who is not a tall Hulk Hogan. He's got long blonde hair, like a beard, and um, but this was like a nice fun surprise. We we, we get a hint of this character. What is her dad called? Uh, I think he's called.
0: Bass or bass uh, i think you'd only see his name in the in mm. the uh sort of character descriptions but i think well let's just call him sort of papa armstrong or... papa armstrong
1: <laughs> i mean so we we've heard his voice but i had no idea he was going to be in the film and, and like she's like dad what are you doing here and he's like i got an invite too and again i just this is just a plane full
0: of the best fighters in the world apparently <laughs> yeah they've all been invited because they're the experts in their particular field mm. but we we don't really ever establish what fields anyone's fighting no, ability is. No, I think it's is. sort of as and when, really. I mean, I think we can fairly safely say those two are wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And they, I mean, in a way, sort of Tina, she's got a Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat complex. Like, she yes. wants to prove that wrestling is real fighting. But the... Uh, the She wants to prove
1: herself, that's the point. And she finds her dad being there is kind of cramping her style.
0: Yeah, and her dad is played by Kevin Nash, who's a wrestler, former wrestler, I oh, think. Oh, right. He also portrayed the super version of Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Oh, right. Wow. Um, he's one of my heroes. But he's also most recently known for being the really beefy Tarzan guy from Magic Mike and Magic Mike etc oh. L, apparently. But I, I
1: like... He's got good presence. I love their... I like these two relationship. Yeah, again, a nice bit of levity and nice bit of humour. We also meet Max, who's... Is he a former associate of... Uh, um Christie?
0: Yeah, so he's in Hong Kong when she is scarpers and she's blaming him for she says to the FBI that it was him who stole the diamonds. But basically they're kind of like a couple but also sort of jewelry thieves partners together. Partners in crime. Yeah. Partners in crime that's, that's, part- a, that's
1: a term, isn't it?
0: Partners <laughs> in crime, partners in lust, I suppose, as well. Did you get that off him? Did they did they have a relationship? Well, they were in bed with each other later oh, on. Right. Oh well, you know. I think I think there's definitely you know, there is something between Just them. It's more a friendly than, hug. It's more than a business uh, relationship. Mm. But he is one James Blunt looking motherfucker, isn't he? He
1: I he did remind me of someone. Oh he's have you do you follow him on Twitter? Uh I don't but yes, I'm aware of his Twitter presence. K- he is the king of Twitter. You're meant to be the best fighter in the world, but we get the impression he, he sort of slipped his way into this. Yeah, he's because sort we of stuck dis- in. we discover later on there's lots of subplots I didn't think this film needed like an amazing uh, a heist movie in the middle of it but he's there for the heist movie bit but we discover that later the conversation is kind of interrupted because um, a lady on roller skates appears on the
0: screen her name is Helena she yeah she introduces herself as Helena Douglas mm. and it was like wait is that a real person? Because it's weird that we're introduced to her by a full name. Now, I kind of thought, for instance, is she like a professional rollerblader who's like (laughs) in this movie playing herself? But they emphasize later on we find out why she had to mention her surname. Mm, But no,
1: she's the daughter of the... Derek Roberts, Roberts's business partner. Yes,
0: Fame Douglas. Mm. We don't actually ever see, but no. he, he was probably the wore creator. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like
1: dad. <laughs> he's like, you look just—you got your father's rollerblades. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe, maybe that's why she's wearing them because her dad is dead, and now she's taking on the the family heirloom—a mm. set of manky rollerblades, yeah, dead man's blades, yeah, dead man's blades. Um, but but he... I, I got
1: a real like battle royale vibe of this video.
0: Yeah, she's explaining the rules mm. and the situation. Mm. And uh, yes, it's her daddy started the Dead or Alive tournament Mm. Um, And she basically explains um, (laughs) that uh, this plane isn't going to land Yeah, today's rule will be,
1: (laughs) leave this plane before it lands Everyone's got a parachute with Dead or Alive branding on them And she instructs them to open the plane door and aim for the Buddha on the left
0: Yes, and they basically, whoever doesn't make it by sunrise is automatically disqualified. But it seems like you're inviting all these people to a fighting tournament and then expecting them to skydive out of a plane. It's not really transferable skills. Well, it's just it's
1: exactly like Pokemon then, isn't it? Because yeah, two like... is only interested in fighting people who could beat the storm. But well, it's like flipping the great British Bake Off, isn't it? <laughs> because we all know they're... They're cast as well.
0: So um anyway, um, well, I think I think all these people have been cast as well. Because like, mm. why else would they invite her dad along? Why else would they invite all these people? Well, it's they, like the idea is to have perfect casting for their fighting tournament no, too. Exactly. Well, he.
1: They, 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 a short time later, they say that fights are selected simply on um how interesting they're gonna be by uh, a computer. And also, they
0: seem to just arbitrarily choose who fights each other just for shits and giggles, so... Yes, this isn't the fighting equivalent of eHarmony or (laughs) Match.com. It'd be good, though, if you had to fight each other on (laughs) Match.com. So pick your um, most compatible (laughs) enemy. (laughs) I'm not looking for love, I'm looking for an enemy. enemy. I want a real-life rival. (laughs) Nemesis.com.
1: Well, you know, you heard it here first, we own that. Good thing all these fighters are good at parachuting, unless there are any people on that plane. We never really got to meet in time um, before they died. Um, (laughs) But um, our three main ladies, they uh, land close together and um, they need to climb kind of up a Buddha statue.
0: Well, it's sort of a pagoda surrounding a rock face with a Buddha the Buddha, they were trying to land near mm. um, the head of the Buddha on top. Mm.
1: And um, this, you mentioned earlier, this, where they have to get there by sunrise. They actually have to get there by sunset. Oh, um, sorry. I only bring that up because that's sort of the ticking clock so they can see the sun getting towards the <laughs> bottom. Um, but they all start to... They're trying to climb up to the top of this cliff or this island or this whatever. And they say to each other, oh, we're going. To, the only way we're going to do this is via teamwork. And I was just thinking... How do you teamwork climbing? And you know what? They show you. They sort of do like a 12 monkeys type thing or, or box of monkeys type thing, I think. where Barrel of monkeys. Barrel of
0: monkeys. That's the one. Well, they kind of like one grout dra- climbs up and then swings back down and grabs the other person's hands and then swings them back up and they... It certainly helps with their friendship because at the bottom of their or uh, the cliff they
1: are kind of being a bit snarky to each other but by the top of it they are all now besties. And they are besties for the rest of the film and there, it's, it's all about female friendship, this film, to a degree. The main characters are ladies and, and yes, maybe this is set on Ogle Island where um, there's CCTV cameras and blokes leering over him and maybe members of the audience leering over him too. You know, from that point on, they're they're besties, and there's none of that false drama where they fall out halfway through.
0: No. It's very much tonally definitely what the film is closest, I think, of is Charlie's Angels, the Mick G Mm. beat screen version. It has that same... Insanity? Insanity, and yeah, it just... uh, it's probably closer to the full throttle sequel maybe in terms of the manic mm. camera work but it definitely has strikes that same sort of feel that's the what it's aiming for and and I think probably lands on fairly yeah. accurately well they're introduced once they arrive uh, to doA Island which is this mm. massive Kung Fu Island It's this massive yeah. Resort Complex And But who else is there Well it seems
1: very small From um, the plane Doesn't it But yeah. then it seems to be The size of Texas But there's loads of, sort of Research facilities And
0: But, but who, who Ancient else is... temples Bamboo but, forests But who else is there Because it seems like There's lots of guards mm. There's lots of There's all these people In black Kind of Chinese dresses mm-hmm. Or sort of ninja style uh martial arts outfits. But also there's lots of people reclining at the beach and mm. things. I mean, is it a hotel? I mean that there's scientists. It's it's like what is this place? Everyone's handed a little um
1: wristband which tells you when you're gonna fight someone. So I like to imagine that it's just, it's just the ultimate holiday destination is probably really cheap but you might have the shit beast out of you (laughs) at any moment. So you'll be flipping through Donna Tart's latest novel on the beach and then suddenly someone of kick you in the bollocks (laughs) and um, throttle you until until everything goes
0: dark. (laughs) Our characters are introduced to the organiser of the DOA tournament, Mr. Dr... Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor. Dr. Victor Donovan. Oh, yes. Played by Eric Roberts. Sporting the most fantastic hairpiece. Well, he's got this big shaggy uh, mane of hair, but then he's got this weird little braid Mm. which wraps around uh, Mm. the side of his neck. He's got this sort of, I don't know, kung fu, hippie, new age guru look and feel about him he, he's a bit like um david carradine mm, and Kill the vibe Bill. i was getting i think that's what they're aiming for mm. a little bit but yeah you're not really too sure what to make of
1: him i mean you called him the organizer earlier i think it'd be great if he was called the organizer he's <laughs> very organized yeah, I mean, this is kind of... like It's a very pretty hotel, location, whatever. I don't know... What did you say the budget was for this again?
0: The budget was 21 million. Mm-hmm. Um, it made about seven and a half at the box office. Oh, right, okay. All the characters have to undergo a physical examination. Yeah.
1: Boys and girls, but mostly close up of the girls. Again, striking a very video gamey y vibe um, with the character selection and all that jazz. I mean, there's there's a deleted scene where they're doing this physical, and um, one of the a lot of the bad guy scenes take place along with a chap called Weatherby. Both Weatherby and uh, Donovan are watching the physical of Kasumi, and Weatherby just says, "Should I make her naked?" And Donovan goes, "We're scientists. We're not. Yeah, go on, make her naked."
0: The deleted scenes are pretty funny, um, but also... mm. Yeah, because there's another deleted scene where it's kind of slightly taking the mickey out of perceived Far Eastern mysticism. Mm. And Trisumi says... This is a sign. And I think someone poos the
1: mysticism, which is a no look. And it's just like a sign to... Which says... DOA facility this way. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like an Austin Powers joke, basically, right in there. Pretty much, pretty um, much. I, was, I thought I was here for a fighting tournament movie, but halfway through this physical, they're injected with nanobots, completely without any explanation, and the camera zooms into their arteries and follows the little nanobots around, and I'm just
0: what the, what the fuck's going on in this film? It's, yeah, I mean, this is at the 18-minute mark. I yes, think. indeed. It's at this point where... Suddenly, you... nanobots are introduced to all the characters' bloodstreams. Mm. I mean, during this whole lab sequence, they've got that... Um, I love the way you move... Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. song playing, mm-hmm. which I... Yeah. During this lab sequence, Weatherby explains... pretty much that these nanobots are... running diagnostics on the fighters. And Donovan mentions that he's impressed with her musculature... I think with regards to Armstrong but it seems like basically these nanobots are just recording their stats and they're collecting collating a contestant database mm. and which isn't sinister not sinister at all it's just i want to monitor everything that's happening to you all the time it's basically fitbit yeah it's pretty much <laughs> like, what's pre- so wrong with fitbit this preempted fitbit now mm. now people are willingly giving all their yes. data to giant corporations mm. and GPS tracking. We had to make you think you wanted it to happen. Yeah, that's the thing. You sell the idea to mm. them thinking it's beneficial. You don't just inject Fitbit mm. nanobots into people's bloodstreams yes. without
1: their permission. Somewhere the Fitbit corporation are getting the data off people trying to get fit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yes, we after this, I think we have then launched into... A crazy
0: montage where we were scribbling furiously. <laughs> well, because we get our first of many logo wipes.
1: Oh my God, yes, do you know how like Batman or Transformers would go? <inaudible> 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 they do that with this film. I think it' done not enough. I would like every other sequence in a Bond film to end with, like, the gun barrel
0: sequence. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the gun barrel zooms into whatever's happening and Mm. then it zooms back out again and then it's the next scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, into a kiss or... But this, it sort of freeze frames. Mm. The screen the seat, the image that we were last on zooms into like the O of the DOA logo mm-hmm. and then it flips around and zooms back into your face. Mm. It's magic. Yes,
1: but you know art for art's sake, as they
0: say at MGM. I think the next Star Wars film, enough of the wipes left, mm. wipes right, up and down, it just should say Star Wars! <laughs> <laughs> and sort of move on. This is Donovan to all combatants. Welcome to DOA. Fights can happen anytime, any place, against anyone. I select matchups based on computer analysis of the most competitive scenarios. The computer will broadcast your opponent's image to your ID bracelet. No weapons are allowed in a DOA fight, except the human weapon. Get ready! Fight! Yes, yeah, so we have all this training montage. Is it training or is it well, just fights? All, well, they're all just... At the start, they're all kind of just warming up. Mm. And then they are told about their ID. Basically, Donovan gives them the rules. So these fights can happen anywhere, mm. anytime. You win by knocking out your opponent. You're paired up with your best compatible fighters, as mm. we suggested. Then the ID bracelet tells you which fighter will you'll be fighting and these matches will be broadcast, I guess, on, because, on the big screen.
1: Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> so you have all,
0: so this is where you have these montage, all these fights happening concurrently, yeah. and you have the characters' names on the screen, um, and I think, just like a dead or alive fighting game.
1: Yeah, and I think you were telling me how some of these names are from are uh, shout outs to game characters who perhaps don't get they their full due.
0: Well, that was the thing, because so dead or alive four, there are a couple of new characters to that game, and I think. They were probably just added into this film really quickly Mm -hmm. once they knew these fighters. So there's one called Brad Wong, who, Bayman, um, who we're introduced to defeats. He's got this kind of like grey hair, but you see him for just a few seconds, says Brad Wong. There's another one, I think Hayabusa is fighting a character called Elliot. Mm -hmm. But in Dead or Alive 4, he's like this rather fey English Teenage boy, mm-hmm. but um, in the <laughs> <laughs> just imagine a teenage boy surrounded by bikini-clad sort
1: of fighters. Like,
0: well, I think oh, he's, I think he's, I think in the game he's meant to be a student of Genfu, who's the okay. fiendish Doctor Wu-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's fighting Hayabusa in the scene, and it, it it's just a generic Asian mm-hmm. man instead of a, a, a maybe little blonde boy. This,
1: maybe he just had the same name as
0: a little blonde boy possibly at least i they, i think they put the name there just because it was mm. featured in the game but yes some characters get short shrift as is the case but you know we do have a few mm. characters from the games who are leads but then you, you get strap with.
1: you get the graphics saying Christy wins, and so and so wins, and verses, and all that stuff. So again, I think out of all the video game, f- all the fighting video games which have been adapted for a film, this is definitely wearing its influences on its sleeve. So um, yeah, kind of, kind of fun. Fun, 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 fun for some of the family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a 15 certificated movie, mm. but okay, there is a fair amount of. Um, PG rated uh, smut well there is smut but it's not like full on nudity and the violence is very bloodless no there's a a few sword fights later on in the film and I don't know
1: if anyone actually made contact with a blade
0: yeah hundreds of people get sliced up Mm. but it seems like it's very much like the blade passes and then they fall over and Mm. there's no hint that that any contact was ever made. Mm. There's not a single bit of, you know, crazy bone-crunching action or... Well, or a,
1: when you say that, there is some bone-crunching sound effects.
0: Yeah, but there's no... It's not like anyone's arms get, like, twisted out of no, place. It's splintered out into the yeah, frame. I, d- I, I think, in a way, they would probably try to make it 15 to make it seem more, like, hardcore, but it's very PG, mm. apart from well, I
1: think it is PG-13 in America, Okay. And in, in, in the good old U of K <laughs> they uh it's a it's only fifteens can see this film.
0: Yeah, but I think it's perfect for a fourteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely top draw. So we get at this point some flashbacks. Just flashbacks or just back? Well, I guess yeah. I guess it's a flashback singular. Mm. But we this is around the time Kasumi is thinking back to Hayate. Mm. So this is a character we've heard about but not
1: seen. Yes. And um, his skill seems to be being able to outrun things he's thrown in a certain direction. Very much like Black Dynamite. (laughs) I threw that shit before I ran in the room! Yeah, so um, seemingly, I guess, a year ago, Kasumi was kidnapped by baddies. um, Because, you know, that's what baddies like to do. Um, And then uh, her brother... Uh, the names I'm getting Hayate I've got a problem with Japanese names I think this is well recorded Yamatai Yamatai Himiko. Himiko. Ryu what's his name Hayabusa no what's the name of this her brother Hayate Hayate right he appears to rescue his sister and he throws this box of spikes acupuncture spikes right at the camera starts running towards the camera and does a jump And as he's jumping over the baddies, he is picking out and inserting acupuncture needles into their bodies. And like I said, to do this, he would have to sort of throw these needles into the air in front of him and then give chase. Yeah. So that is mightily impressive. That's Neo from the Matrix kind of stuff.
0: Well, the the actor who portrays Hayate Mm -hmm. is Colin Chu, who played Seraph in matrix two and three and the end of the matrix deck
1: wow but let's pretend we could actually say that kasumi is just an unreliable flashbacker and and this sort of stunt is totally bullshit and um, that's what she thought happened (laughs) but she was um she was just rescued and um he almost right away gets an invitation to um, the Dead or Alive. Oh, I think actually he gets the invitation to Dead or Alive right after rescuing her. Yeah. So, so the, this
0: the magic eye of Dead or Alive, the omnipotent being who's mm. throwing out all these shuriken invitation jobs. Clearly saw this happening, mm. despite this happening in this weird clan space. Magical kingdom realm, which isn't real Japan, but is. I mean, who were the people who kidnapped the princess? If not a rival clan, I don't, know. I don't know. Anyway, but clearly, you know, who cares? They're on the radar because they can still send all this uh, invitations to them. So, yeah, Hayate gets an invitation. What so she goes next? Well, she goes to ask Donovan what happened to him. Mm. Basically, she's like, "Well, I'm here now. I might as well go to Doctor Donovan. Mm-hmm. See what up." And Donovan basically says, "Oh, he fought Leon.
1: You know that mountain of a man
0: <laughs> over there, who's
1: flexing his pecs and and lifting up just the most ginormousness, just normousness? G- the gi- most ginormousness of all." all
0: <laughs> what are you
1: trying to say, Doctor Donovan? Just just that guy over there, that brick shit house, Mr. Muscles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he says that her brother was killed by
0: the most ginormous man who's ever existed called Leon and threw him off this uh, balcony down this chasm Mm. and they never found his body but yeah he dead he he definitely dead and he decides to
1: Donovan decides to set up um, a fight between Kasumi and Leon Um, and I think that's the very that's almost the next thing which happens is that right
0: well so Straight after finding this information, Kasumi... Oh, she has a bath. Yeah. She, I wrote that in my notes. She knows that Donovan is lying. Mm. Just has that feeling. Hayabusa just comes in to, like, just outside her bathroom, and she's like, why do you invade my privacy? Yeah, I
1: was having a sulky petal... Yeah, I was having a sulky rose petal bath.
0: Yeah, a sulky rose petal bath. Hayate is Kasumi's brother, and then Hayabusa says, yes, he was also like a brother to me. And then she kind of makes a pass at Hayabusa as if like, mm. oh, that means I almost, can kiss you. Almost incest is <laughs> kind of a turn on. But basically it's it's nighttime across the Dead or Alive complex. Yeah, everyone's like and everyone's spas, sort of so so They're up.
1: chilling out. It just made me think of, imagine if in Mortal Kombat, like there's like a spa or something. I think in between bouts of Mortal Kombat seems like a kind of a
0: a shitty place to be, but... Yeah, um, it's like a grim temple complex. Yeah. It's all falling apart and caves and weirdness.
1: Mm, but this one is kind of really
0: really nice and chill. It's like, yeah, Max is chatting up with Christy and reveals about the hundred million dollars in the vault mm. that he wants to pinch. And Zack and Tina... Mm. Zack is this um, green mohawk uh, fighting man. And he's... Making moves on Tina in the tub in very creepy, lecherous fashion. But then we get all these... these, Our trio of leads are all kind of in different parts of the hotel complex, but everything will culminate, everything will intertwine Mm. at the end of a couple of fight sequences... So Ayane is on the island and attacks Kasumi. She's looking out in the mirror and then half the mirror kind of shatters and yeah. this weird CG effect and then the other half shatters and it's revealing, it's Ayane, she's in my closet. Yeah, I
1: thought she was having like a dream, like Nightmare on Elm Street or something. But
0: there are There is like a little dream sequence thing later. So it's not a oh, right. normal possibility. <laughs>
1: yes, forgot about that. So that's happening and then... That fight is interrupted by Leon. I quite liked it how people are paired up. If they say they just they just they both settle on a time and a place to fight. But this time around,
0: Leon's like, "No, I want to get it over with." But Leon does a particular move, mm-hmm. which when we saw it happen, we looked each other in the eyes and we're like, "Oh my god!" I can't remember it. What was it? Did DOA Dead or Alive preempt the Mission Impossible Fallout Henry Cavill reloading his arms um, meme? yes, I wrote that down. Yeah, he
1: he thrusts his arm down, and we hear an audible gun reload effect, a gun click. Yeah, which is bonkers, and it's exactly the same thing Henry Cavill does does in uh, Mission Impossible when he reloads his arms. So um, yeah, again, bit of a trailblazer,
0: Dead or Alive. But it's we get later on, there's. Jamie Presley, Tina, does a move where she does an audible reload and gun noise comes out of her boots. And then she punches uh, the character she's fighting against and little birdie noises appear as Mm. well.
1: I mean, we we watched (coughs) this with subtitles and so we were very... uh, We did not miss these gun sound effects uh, when the fights were happening. This fight, though, clues Kasumi into the fact that Leon is just not a good enough fighter to have killed... Hayate, her, Hayate her, brother. her brother and he doesn't seem to be able to outrun a bowl which was thrown in his face let alone outrun spikes that he himself has thrown so the fight ends with um Leon plummeting down almost on top of the green goatee guy
0: yeah well first they bust through into Christy and Max's bedroom, oh, right, post-poitus. Yes. And As they crash through the wall,
1: much like the video games, they crash into another room.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. They do transfer to different fighting areas, and meanwhile, Tina has left Zach in the hot tub, with his eyes closed and his um, swimming trunks removed. Mm. And she leaves just a bit of time before Leon crashes into the pool causing Zach to leap out naked. Leon's Out of the tournament, Uh, Mats gets a chance to fight as well. So he's trying to be sweet on Helena because he finds out that Helena is the key to the money, to the vault. And so he's, I guess, in her bedroom at this point before Bayman um, is sent in to deal with him. Mm -hmm. Because Weatherby is quite sweet on Helena as well. He's been monitoring her and wants her for himself. So he sends in Bayman to basically take out Mats, who really shouldn't even be here. But Matt luckily kicks f- off some shoes and hits Bayman in the head, and then he slips over and a statue falls on him and takes him out. Because that's all been disrupted, meanwhile Christy decides to um, sleep over at Tina's place. And there's a scene of them kind of in bed with each other, and... Um, the next matchup is uh, Tina versus her dad, and so he bursts in and catches them in bed with each other. Mm. And he seems quite supportive of oh, his yeah, daughter. Very supportive.
1: Um, I mean, having a relationship. It's, it's your, it's your, it's your generic sort of like, oh, um, I didn't know my daughter was gay, and there's a bit of embarrassment, but um,
0: but yeah, he's super cool with it, and. Um, um, but she's not, so... Well, but it's not, like... I don't think it's quite the same as, like, gay panic mm. stuff. It seems like... It could have been worse, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think, considering the kind of film this is, mm. and the games it's derived from, I don't know. It could mm. have either been more like, mmm, or mm. it could have been more <laughs> like, like... your
1: daughter, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not saying that's him. I'm saying the POV of the filmmaker. All oh, right, Okay. Yeah. It could have been more like that, or it could have been more like, Ugh, but it was kind of like, hmm. <laughs> it's showtime, Dad. Not now. I'm in my underwear, which I hate. Well, you can't I just sleep in the nude like me. I'll never know.
1: Oh my god.
0: No, Dad, she's just another fighter. We're just sleeping together.
1: Yeah, I can see that. No,
0: no. I mean, we're we're not sleeping together. We're just sleeping.
1: Well, it seems to be like my baby girls found herself a special friend.
0: <laughs> we'll settle up tomorrow, sweetie. Nice to meet you, miss. Oh, it's Christine. Tina's real name's Christina. Dad! Go on.
1: Thanks so a lot, bitch. Save your strength, sweetheart. Big day tomorrow, fighting daddy. I don't know if it's the very next scene. We're on day two all of a sudden. Yeah, so this um, has just been day this one. This has just been day one. But day two starts with uh, with this fight between dad and daughter. And this is not... Because it's dads and daughter and, and no one wants to beat their dad up until he's unconscious or or the other way around. Um, they say the first one in the water loses. And so there's a bit of fun... Guess what? Dad falls into the water, and moving on. <laughs> yeah, pretty this? much.
0: I mean, this just... i I like. Yeah, the we don't really see what happens to all the discarded fighters.
1: Uh, we I've, the ne- very next thing we see after the dad and daughter fight is um, volleyball
0: yes they managed to insert dead or alive extreme volleyball mm. into the dead or alive movie so hats off to them mm-hmm
1: yeah it's just kind of like a lady version of the bit in top Gun when they're doing volleyball in that film so you know I
0: guess girl power <laughs> but even the oh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just say girl power did I you did did but even the volleyball and the net are DOA branded, so... Mm, everything's DOA branded. But the reason they do this volleyball is because they have to distract Donovan. Mm. So they so Kasumi is like, um, Hayabusa is like, I need to break into the lab and see what's up. I got
1: the distinct impression he planned to sneak into the lab <laughs> undetected while uh, the volleyball game was happening. But he actually goes into this building and 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 kills everyone he sees. Um,
0: he goes; and he just merges all the staff. <laughs> yeah, it's not very ninja-like. No. Well, I, I mean, I guess it worked in the sense that Donovan sees there's a volleyball tournament happening on the beach, and he's mm. like, "Oh, I got to get a load of this," and decides to go down there in person. Mm. So the distraction worked to an extent.
1: Mm. I mean, it worked perfectly. And um, very good volleyball it is too,
0: but so what? So what does um, her brother find in the lab? Nothing, because he gets trapped.
1: Oh right, yeah, he, he fucks beats but
0: he beats a bunch of people up, and then some doors shut down on him, and mm. he's stuck there. I think Consumi, when she sees
1: him later, should have been like, "Bro, you're a shit ninja." <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I know, yeah. The the volleyball game is. Interrupted by a shuriken flying into the volleyball, punching it, and that's a sign to Trisumi that she needs to go into a bamboo forest Mm. and fight Ayane. Um,
1: there, but yeah, there's a bit of a, a bamboo fight. You can't have a bamboo fight without thinking of Cracking Tiger, Hidden Dragon, really. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty decent. There's some fun stuff where they shred the end of a bamboo stick. So that her fist goes inside it, and then she is trapped by the bamboo.
0: So that's uh, creative, fun fights. Chisumi and Ayane battle. It's sort of indecisive. I think Ayane loses, but scarpers before they can really stop her. And we cut back to the beach, and Weatherby is trying to make his moves. Oh, yeah, on the boss's daughter. Yeah, on his former boss's Mm. daughter. What do we think about Weatherby? I well, mean... so later
1: we discover that he's a fucking researcher. I thought he was just like... Just the guy he presses the buttons on the computer. But yeah. no, he about... Towards the end he starts moaning about his, his research has been corrupted.
0: And it's like, what? Yeah, like, you... we, he just seems like a kind of I thought lackey. Got,
1: yeah, I thought he went to get the coffees and things.
0: Yeah, like he... he's just punching in data. But then it's like, oh no, I also created all this nanotechnology. Mm. And... Um, he sits at his computer, which
1: seems to have been ripped out of the future zone from Crystal Maze, because it's got <laughs> coloured
0: plastic and
1: CDs just built into the flipping desk for some reason.
0: But before he's trying on his moves, he does have this sort of weird fantasy sequence where all <laughs> these petals surround the screen, music swells, mm. and he's imagining Helena being madly in love with him, mm. but, I don't know, expectations don't quite meet because she keeps calling him Wallaby.
1: Yeah, what do you think about that, that thread of humor? It wasn't really funny, was it? No, no. It
0: was. I mean, sure, fine. I mean, considering everything else that's happening in the film, let it slide. I think I would have liked him less. He was kind of creepy anyway,
1: but I would have liked him even less if that deleted scene where he tries to make people naked for no good reason yeah. was inserted. In, that was a good. Seen to be to to have been
0: deleted. It's so like actually maybe we should make this character more likable. Yeah. So let's cut this scene. Yeah, the next matchup to be decided is Zack versus Tina. Zach has been creepy with Tina and saying "loosen up, it's a party." Then their relationship is kind of like a Sonya Blade versus Kano sort of deal. I think like in Mortal Kombat. Mm. Um, but they decide. It's a party, not here, not now, so let's meet in the Forbidden Square at sunrise. It's the concept of a Forbidden Square kind of blows my mind. It's just like, do you just build a square but no
1: one's allowed in it?
0: <laughs> but that, I think it's meant to look like the Forbidden City mm. in Beijing, so that's why I was very confused like where it was... It's a theme park, isn't it? Yeah, I, it seems like it was filmed in some sort of... Hollywood-China mm. kind of park, or at least a studio complex designed for these sort of things. Yeah, I bet
1: it shows up in a thousand um, kind of historical dramas yeah.
0: in China, or wherever, wherever this was. But they meet in the square, and there's they're surrounded by, again, these the islanders in their mm. black garb. Mm-hmm. Are they spectators? Are they adjudicators? Are they just meant to just stand there and look choreographed and well-presented? Um, yes, <laughs> that last one. I think is like, just just stand there. It'll look symmetrical. Yeah. <laughs> he's all about the mise-en-scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Metrics. Well, optics is what he's into, that's the thing. They're just like disposable kind of extras because uh, there's like a, a later fight with a lot of swords. Mm. And um, again, that, that's the, the bloodless fight we're talking about where they're on a staircase and Wallaby... No, whether <laughs> whether be and um, Helena are being attacked, and she gets two swords and she goes all crazy on him, but doesn't drop one drop of blood. Um, so it's not quite uh, Kill Bill in that regard. No, that goes no, everywhere. far from it.
0: Yeah, the the Tina fight I quite enjoyed, and uh, yeah, he she beats his ass. Yeah, eventually, yeah. and so he's like, yeah, you won. Fair and square, which mm. is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. What's where are we got to? I've just
1: written here a nice picture of Buddha. Because there's a, there's a tattoo. There's a subplot about this tattoo on the back of Helena, isn't yes. there? Yes. And her tattoo is a Buddha face and some symbols underneath it. And uh, Christy copies these symbols. How did she get hold of them? I forget.
0: Well, it's a strange sequence because it's not... We're seeing all these kind of dreamlike things where Christy is sort of thinking really hard and she's writing something down. And then it's intercut with her fighting Helena in the rain on a beach. Oh, right, yeah. And Hang then it keeps cutting back. It's like, is this no a flashback? Build... Mm. Is this a dream sequence? What is happening right now? And it's only during that fight where I guess Helena moves, and you can see the tattoo. Mm. Is it on the back of her? She does sort of like a neck hair... or something. Yeah,
1: she's got it's on the back of her neck. She's got a few tattoos, and and Max has led to believe that that there's a tattoo which is the code for a, a vault, and uh, they keep getting the wrong tattoo. No, it turns out the code is um, these on the back of her head. Question: Does she, who, who's this code for? Is it for well, Hel- Helena?
0: Well, it's I don't. They say that Helena is the key, and mm. they just know that her dad, I guess, has this vault with all this money. And I, I guess that's it's like her inheritance or something. But does
1: yeah, just Helena. No, that's the code. Does she does she know she has the code for the vault on her person?
0: I but don't know. Does
1: she think that those symbols on the back of her head mean peace or something?
0: I mean, maybe it's I don't hope. know. Has she never looked at the back of her head in a mirror and thought, "Wait, these are numbers"? Oh no, she must have done. Hmm,
1: I don't know. I thought I didn't think there was much to a Helena other than rollerblading and fighting in the rain. Um, but uh, maybe she knows she's got this hidden fortune as well. The, uh, Christy the thief slash assassin, although that's uh, not really been proved. They've worked out that's that's the vault. That's um,
0: so the symbol on the back of Helena's head is uh, is the code for the vault. It's at this point of the film where everyone's going, "Where's Hayabusa? <laughs> Hayabusa, where art thou?" And so our trio decide to track him down. But basically, Donovan has some unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And when the trio break into his lab, he basically traps them inside. So the trio, they sort of find this secret entrance to the lab and they see that they've been monitored the whole time. Mm. And Tina says, bunch of pervs. Which is
1: kind of hilarious line to have
0: in this film. I think it's maybe a commentary on mm. the fans of the video game mm. and the potential people who might see this movie. I mean, it's funny to watch the making of documentary where the actresses
1: are interviewed, and you don't really pay any attention to that aspect. They say they're strong female characters who are good fighters and kick-ass and stuff, but they don't mention the sort of ogly, pervy nature of uh, the video games at all.
0: Yeah, so I think it's like, well, if these video game characters could talk, mm. they would turn around to the gamer, maybe they complete the final <laughs> you boss battle, pervs. and then they just say, you bunch of pervs. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: they get uh, trapped, and they they wake up in these sort of cryo tube things. Kind of reminds me of, um, is it Captain America Civil War, where the super soldiers are in their little biopods. And we learn what the future is. And the future appears to be sort of sunglasses. Yeah, there's this
0: whole dramatic builder. reveal. And then suddenly emerging from the ground, this amazing piece of future this technology plinth. is like a pair of sunglasses on a podium.
1: Kind of crappy wrap-around sunglasses with a, a real awkwardly positioned sort of
0: pinhole camera. Kind Slash red flashing LED.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a real big monologue leading up to this moment. And then the sunglasses get gets revealed and then for two minutes he's still monologuing. But I still don't get what the fuck
0: the sunglasses are meant to do. The idea of these sunglasses, the grand sinister secret, mm. the plot of this movie, so is basically that the nanotechnology... Mm -hmm. that has been imparted in all the fighters. He has collected this combatant database, and he says, now it's time to harvest. Mm. And then we see nanobot data harvest. On the screens. On the screens. Mm -hmm. And... Our four characters
1: sort of stuck in their pods, um, their heads shaking around because they're being
0: harvested. But do they... Like, he's collecting all this data in the nanobots, but... With all the contestants, was it always his plan to then, whoever was the champion in this fighting tournament, and your prize, stand in this pod? (laughs) Hmm. He has four pods
1: ready, so maybe he just wants the four final fighters.
0: But he reveals that he's saying this is a live transmission to all of my buyers around the world. Mm. But did he say oh shit actually um it was going to be the final but now <laughs> these people have broken in and they're kind of the best fighters anyway so tune in you know a few hours before you were meant to. I just imagine the fact he doesn't show
1: any sort of worry about that happening it shows what a professional he is. No, very smooth. He's very smooth operator. It was all part of my plan. Exactly. Um but yes uh, as I mentioned a couple of times, I did not expect the film, a fighting tournament film, to end with uh, a man monologuing in the centre of a holographic display of the world, screaming as laser beams enter his brains, and he learns the fighting styles of all the fighters in DoA. But
0: does he though? The 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 technology he downloads the data into his brains, but it goes into his sunglasses. Yes. So it doesn't actually go into him physically. Hmm. And it gets it says transmit to host. So all this data is contained within his sunglasses. He didn't need to stand there at all, did he? he no. Could, he could
1: have just gone into the sunglasses. He could have
0: just stuck a USB like in the top of his sunglasses. Hmm. So the thing is, is that this data, it doesn't make him a super fighter. It's not like I have harnessed all the power of all these fighters. No. Which is what I thought it was it, gonna be. It, it... All it does is it Tells him what moves they have, which he yeah. could like just look up on YouTube. Um. Because basically, what happens is that it's it, it, like when he fights, he can predict the outcome of the fight. Yeah, in a Sherlock Holmes style slash Resident Evil: The Final Chapter fight prediction. Oh, skills. Yeah. So he he has that ability, he can sense, based on their movesets, how he can then react. But it doesn't make him a better fighter, he already has to be like a really, really good martial artist to begin with. But he then just has to know, oh, if they do this move, then I will go right instead of left. So really, the technology isn't super duper, it's, it's a little, it's not like I know Kung Fu. It's more like, oh, I scrolled through Wikipedia and mm. now I kind of know, oh, they do yeah, dragon it's, style it's or different... they do, you know, lion style.
1: Yeah, well, he does kind of. His, his, <laughs> his sunglasses eventually get knocked off in a rather hilarious fashion and he goes, oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the but...
0: one thing that he didn't think of was to maybe wear the sunglasses on like a little chain mm. or like have them like <laughs> attached to his head a bit more securely because it's like. One of the easiest things to get knocked off your person if you Mm. were fighting someone, or Mm. at least damaged or broken, is probably sunglasses. Why don't you just put it in like a hat (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like a chain around his neck? I mean, I guess it's meant to be like going into his eyes so he can predict where things are meant to happen. But maybe like contact lenses, they're a bit more secure to keep in your... Like attached to your eyeball than a pair of sunglasses. Mm. I don't know. it's it's preliminary stage technology. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that he can still sort of hold
1: his own when the sunglasses are taken off. So, yeah, um, so yeah, there is an argument about whether it's it's like ability versus knowledge, really. Watching his big speech, I was like, um, so what is so bad about baddies getting hold of this technology? I mean, Uh, They'll have great fighters, yes, but
0: hmm. I mean, because he's trying to he's trying to sell this technology to all these bars around the world. Yeah, but what they would have to do is organize a fighting tournament, (laughs) stick nanobots in all the combatants, Mm. download all that data and harvest, then Mm. upload it to their sunglasses. And you also have to be shit hot at fighting. Mm. And then you might be able to defeat the persons whose data you've stolen. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, if I use this, then I'll be able to predict every fight outcome. You'll have to do it only to the person whose movesets you've harvested through nanobot technology. Yeah, it
1: doesn't work on just any old rat Because they make a point where Helena appears back on the scene and uh, she can beat the shit out of uh, Donovan because Donovan's not downloaded her moves. Yeah. So, like, I feel like we're on
0: Dragon's Den. I'm sorry, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's your business model, Donovan? (laughs) What do I have to do? So, yeah, just Weatherby has explained his role in this whole thing to Helena and said... That um, he was doing this research, that her dad died on the night that he saw um, Donovan having an argument with him, and Donovan has taken Weatherby's research as nanotechnology on a different uh, path. By this point, Weatherby and Helena have broken in, into the lab through a secret entrance, mm-hmm. and Max has seen them do this and followed through because he knows that's where the vault is. It's mm-hmm. in the Buddha's head, so he heads in that direction too. But it's this, at this point where we also find out that Hayate, my brother, mm. and we also did a flashback to see.
1: Yes. She, yeah, where well, she says Hayate, my brother. Yeah. Just to make sure you remember. He's alive. Yeah. Apparently, Donovan says he's been kept in perfect fighting condition for a year, and then the door opens and he seems to have been sort of strapped to a big old X for a year. <laughs> um, so I don't know if he has been in completely mint condition condition. Kasumi, I was afraid you would come looking for me. Hayabusa, How could you let this happen?
0: Your sister has the same strong will as you. Yes, she does. But she lacks that perfect blend of skills, timing and strength that set you apart as the world's greatest warrior. You have me, let them go. First things first, I challenge you to a fight. You win, they all go free. If you refuse my simple request, they die, your choice.
1: So be it. Donovan is fighting uh, Hayate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to My brother? Uh, yeah, my brother to um, prove how great his sunglasses are. To, yeah, to the and buyers. It's actually quite hard to fight in the dark with sunglasses on as well, so he didn't really think that through, did he? And they potentially punch Hayate through a hole into the outside of the arena. Because
0: again, of... he starts falling just like he did, mm. I guess, presumably off this balcony.
1: Yeah, so um, he's punched through a wall to in such a way that it doesn't damage his body at all. <laughs> um, but he goes through solid rock and, <laughs> and, um, and it starts falling, but he is grabbed in a nick of time by Ayate? Ayane. Ayane. <laughs> Everything's good now in their hood because she thought he was dead, but he ain't, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but then our heroes escape from their pods how does that happen oh i think uh,
0: weatherby uh unlocks them well weatherby he intercepts um the buyers getting their uh precious precious data precious precious data i think it's, this, it's more trouble than it's worth to be honest i think they, they dodged the bullet there he sends an email to the
1: cia oh yeah so <laughs> info
0: at cia.com and they've been alerted so donovan gets mad he He recruits Bayman to get his money, but obviously Max is at the vault at this time. He completed Mm. a kind of Crystal Maze-esque slide block puzzle (laughs) in order to access all this money. But then Bayman shows up and punches him out. Mm. But then Donovan basically finds Weatherby, smashes his face into a keyboard.
1: (laughs) Yes, to the extent that there's letters stuck to Weatherby's face from the keyboard. I
0: kind of, I would have liked it if he kind of shook his... Head and mm. then the keys fell off and it just said F U <laughs> or D O A. Yeah, why not? Be on brand. He branded everything else. Why not mm. brand his keyboards? Lackeys. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, but it's not like every keyboard. <laughs> it only has the letters D O and A. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise, you couldn't r- type anything. R- repeating. Um, you could type a do.
1: He he sets, he said <laughs> do or adieu. a do a. much a do. I can't say much.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the new play is, adoo, adoo, ado, adoo, adoo. <laughs>
1: um The first line is, <laughs>
0: Ah! Dad. A. <laughs> dodo. Dod. A dodo. <laughs> ad. No, ad. A
1: dodo. Ad. A. A.
0: Dod. Do Dad. Well, you could write some Deep Space Nine. Odo. <laughs> Odo. Eh? Dad? <laughs> Dad? <laughs> oh, <dear>. Ah! <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, yeah, got down a whole page of that, didn't we? So Donovan sets the self-destruct. I don't know how much dynamite you need to self-destruct a giant island. And he, makes it, he tries to make his escape. They end up all fighting on a bridge. And again, this is kind of... Not a bridge, really. A, so a, a chasm... And wooden ladders or wooden—it's
0: like scaffolding, mm. but also pagoda esque. Mm.
1: And I'm assuming he dies. Well, oh yes, jeez. Yes, gosh, I remember the image quite well. So they they fight to a point where, um, <laughs> quite literally, in fact, they use a an acupuncture uh, needle to go right into the back of his spine, the top of his spine. Paralyzing, Paralyzing him. Paralyzing him in place. And then in a wonderful swan dive, all our heroes, so all the ladies, all the blokes... Um, I think Weatherby escapes down like a, a chute or something.
0: Yeah, a whole bunch of them yeah, slide out Max and, and everyone else dives out into... Yeah. They do a massive swan dive water? into the
1: water, missing the, the rocks below, fortunately. It's a very long drop. It's a long drop, yeah. And the island explodes... And some lovely CGI fire slowly engulfs Eric. (laughs) Burning his face off. Yeah. Kind of in the process. In that sort of weird early CGI kind of burn effect. But we love it all the same. I think Rory and I looked at each other and went, ooh. Maybe that's the 15. (laughs) Nasty. It's a bit grim. (laughs) And then who rescues him? But... Robin Shue, the pirate again, sporting yeah. like a broken arm. I so definitely wanted the film to end right there, but there's just a little bit of extra. There's a cherry on top, isn't there?
0: Yeah, so that you have a pirate show up and um, they see Tina, and then it's just like, oh no, oh, don't beat us up not again, not again. And you know, cut to all our heroes, coupled up now, uh, all on a boat. Mm. Um, Tina is not coupled up with anyone and says oh come on guys get a room but that also suggests like what happened to her dad what happened to all the other fighters did the whole island explode when they got knocked out of the tournament where they all sent oh, home
1: They would. I, they, I think they dropped the line if you lose you are sent home oh did so, they? yeah so I think Helena said that earlier on in the film so yeah like flipping the apprentice you bring a, a wheelie suitcase up to your fight and then if you lose the fight, you get
0: in the taxi and go away. I wouldn't away. be surprised if her dad was, like, still around and just cut to him having yes. a drink in the bar saying, I wonder how Martina's doing. Yeah, it's all wonder... the engulfed <laughs> in flames.
1: <laughs> yeah. was it Dead or Alive 2, the search for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the <laughs> search for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But as I said, there's a little cherry on top of the film because we, um, we come back, we, we arrive back at the original island, I should think, where... Uh, it, says, it says, back at Kasumi's palace. Yes, I thought it we was going to say, back at Kasumi's place. But no, back at Kasumi's palace. They're sort of talking about how sexy an ninja is. And then... They're, they're
0: up, up. It says, like, I, love, I have the second guy from the left. He's mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. And one of the others says, oh, you've got a crush on everyone. Mm. And then Kasumi's like, yeah, but what about the other 300 of them? Mm.
1: And then... Maybe four real humans, and then loads of CGI humans start running.
0: I don't know. I think they are all extras. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, they ru- re- the extras ran like computer people. Okay. <laughs> We're just they're just about to either be killed because <laughs> there are quite a lot of them, or they will kill loads of. There's going to be we we the credits. I suppose run over just absolute carnage, which you never get to see or hear.
0: Well, I don't. De- so we know that Kasumi left her clan mm. and that basically now she's an outcast, and if she comes back, she'll be killed. Mm. But did she say, like, okay, guys, you can come back to my palace, but there's a little problem? Mm. Um, I'm going to be killed, so I want all of you to join me on this on basically my... suicide yeah, mission. This is the hill I'm going
1: to die on, quite literally. Or she's, like, flipping Daenerys from Game of Thrones, which has come back to claim her throne, and she's going to take it by fire and blood.
0: <laughs> but what's the point of the clan when there's no people? She's just going to live in an empty palace filled with
1: well, yeah, 300 that's... dead bodies I would li- and a would... bunch
0: of her friends. I'd like you to write that very dramatic scene where Christy is tearfully like, But that what cost Kazumi? I think they painted themselves into a corner, and they just haven't worked out how to resolve this, mm. so... There will be no Dead or Alive too. No. Thank Box God. Box office be damned.
1: No. yeah, Thank God some people might say. But um, I think I've already said, I tremendously enjoyed watching this film. It's quite short, which is not, not, not the first thing you should be yes,
0: on. Sorry we kind of... I mean, this is, I think, quite a dense episode because the film is just non-stop. Hmm. And it just kind of... So much happens in so little time. Hmm. The film speeds through just all these fights and there's all this other, like you say, heist movie stuff, avenging brother's death. Mm. Um, everyone characters got a full movie. Yeah, all, the all these characters, characters have got all this motivation. But at the same time, it's just really hyperactive and kinetic and bright and colourful. Mm. And I just mean... kind of everything you would want from a very silly fighting game movie. I mean, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm sure the reason why it's not done so well critically is because, you know, it's it's, it's, it's not high art. It's, it's really, really daft, but it's just entertaining, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I would recommend this movie, especially if you can get it for 50p. <laughs> yeah,
0: I certainly... It's not going to take up a huge amount of your time. If you do like... Street Fighter mm, Mortal Kombat it's better than Street Fighter. Those movies, if you if you do have a soft spot for those kind of things, then I, I definitely say check it out. I am but I think this just embraces the nonsense. Mm. And it it, it, it there's not everything works, and I think yes you could sort of say that some of the kind of leeriness is not super great. Mm. But it's it's so it's it's so goofy mm. that it doesn't like really upset the film mm. in that sense. It doesn't make you feel like dirty after watching in a way that it could potentially in a way that the bots and the kind of imagery suggests mm. it would be. I don't feel like I've watched something and I need to like wash my hands mm. and Yeah, you know, it's just... kind
1: of It's kind of is objectification, but at the same time, these women all have like super agency and they're not, they're not kind of, they're all like amazing fighters and they're not, they're not real.
0: The only character that needs rescuing is Hayabusa. Yeah. Good stuff, dead or alive
1: what was I was going to say yeah like I said we, we watched this only a, few, a couple of hours ago and um, it's just one of those nice little surprises would not have watched it were it not for this podcast so I hope if you've not watched it yourself um, you give it a shot but what are we going to shoot next <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever
0: so having seen the greatest video game movie ever made that's it we're wrapping up the podcast that's our final episode Uh no Now what we're doing, actually, is um, we're carrying on, but we are taking a quick break from video game movies and going to do an episode on a video game based on a movie. We said on our first press start episode, episode 0, way back when, we would do something like this from time to time with notable examples of such adaptations, so we're going to talk about Spider-Man 2. There's a new Spider-Man game on PS4, and the game based on the Sam Raimi superhero sequel is widely regarded as one of the very best uh, movie video games and superhero video games in general, so it seemed like a good time to talk about it, and talk about it we shall do next time on Games on Film.
1: What else is to say? How can people keep in touch with the
0: podcast What in between the shows, Rory? Well, uh, we're always looking out for messages emails and such so do get in touch with us our email address is gamesonfilmpod at gmail.com we're also on twitter at gamesonfilmpod facebook facebook.com slash gamesonfilmpod you can find all our episodes on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash gamesonfilmpod and we're available hopefully wherever you're listening to podcasts so presumably what whatever Mm -hmm. app you're using or whatever website you're using to listen to us Right now, Um, individually, we're on Twitter as well. I'm at Rory Steele. I'm at OnlyManWhoCan. And the music for this episode, and indeed all episodes, was provided by David Lightfoot. Lovely stuff. On top of all our Games on Film action, you can also uh, find out more about some video game-related events that I help run called Gamer Disco, mixing music and video games. We have three monthly uh, nights in London, so do check us out on Facebook and Twitter. And Harry, have you uh, got anything to plug?
1: Um, No, just if you search for Harry Steel Comedy, uh, steel with an E on the end, in case you didn't know, <laughs> um, you might find some of my upcoming stand-up shows. So um, I've been Harry. I've been Rory. Thanks
0: very much for listening. Bye. Bye.